0: A playlist original.
1: Hey you guys, I'm Steven. I'm Giselle. And we are The Lover's Passport and welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. Today we're talking about one of our favorite parts of the U.S. actually. We're going to be talking about all the different national parks. We have visited 18 national parks together and we're going to be going through some of our five favorite ones and five least favorite ones. Now they're probably going to be different for Giselle and me, but we're going to go through our opinion on all of them.
0: And just as a disclaimer, this is just our opinion. We once posted this as an Instagram reel a while back. And this is when we'd only done the California parks. And we ranked like California parks from our best to worst. And oh my goodness, the people that were offended by our opinions of these parks. It's like, yes, they're all beautiful. That's why they're all national parks.
1: They, w- people got heated, man. <laughs> yeah, they were
0: like, how dare you rank my favorite park as your least favorite park. So just, just know in advance, this isn't meant... To offend you, this is Our Opinions. And with that, let's just jump right in.
1: All right, so I think first, let's go through all of the different national parks that we've been to. So starting off at the newest one we just went to was Haleakala National Park in Hawaii. This is actually on Maui. Haleakala National Park was a new one that we got to go to on our cruise with Norwegian Cruise Lines. It actually blew us away. We only spent probably around three or four hours there. We woke up at 3 a.m., drove to the top of this amazing crater and watched the sunrise up there. It was probably one of the most epic things we've done all year so far.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that, and we could have spent a little bit longer time there, but... That was definitely the highlight of that park. I guess we should just go through the highlights of each one.
1: Yeah, next we are, let's talk about Volcanoes National Park. This one was very interesting. It was kind of unexpected because it was one of the ones where we were like, we're, we're on this island, why we're don't we just go. go? Yeah, we were on the big island in Hawaii, and we didn't necessarily know what else we were going to do there. So we just rented a car, drove in for the day, and it was pretty cool. I feel like we're on this volcano type of streak <laughs> yeah especially this year we did the iceland one we did the guatemala one now we're seeing the, this one here this one was definitely the smallest little baby eruption but ever it
0: was erupting it was so it was, it was still cool to see that's definitely the highlight there next up we have olympic national park over in washington that one was really fun. We got
1: rained on the most I think we have ever got rained on in our entire life, though. But it's the biggest comes with-
0: rainforest in the U.S. <laughs> like, duh, that would happen. We were just stupid and didn't think it would happen to us. But we, we met up with our friend Mana there and Michelle, and we basically just, like, drove around the Olympic Peninsula, and it was a really good time. That one, we didn't get to do Mount Storm King, which everyone does recommend for a hike because it was thunderstorming, and we started the hike, and the the rangers were like "Mm, not a good idea there's supposed to be some thunder and lightning so we're like oh okay yeah it
1: was (laughs) it was crazy we we actually hiked up i would say like 70 percent of it
0: no i'd say like 50 percent
1: and we got to the part where you could not see anything you were just in the clouds and we were like well if we get to the top we're not going to see anything there's thunderstorm warnings. I guess we should turn around.
0: <laughs> we're very stubborn, but yeah, it was a good call to go back. But the whole rainforest, that was definitely the coolest thing that we got to see there. I, I think. felt like
1: Olympic National Park was like 10 different state parks all combined in one because there were so many different parts of it. It's not like it's you, can, you can't drive through the park. The cool thing about Olympic National Park is you can kind of drive in the right end of it. You can drive down the south end of it. You can drive around going from the east and in from the north. And there's completely different types of things on every single side of it. So I would definitely recommend visiting that one. That one was pretty awesome.
0: Grand Canyon is up next. We got
1: skunked here, man. This was... We were so... We were so excited. This was the last day on our Utah road trip. We just hit all the national parks. We were going through all these hidden gems. We drove... All this way, we drove, like, I don't even know, five hours. Grand Canyon was the longest drive for us. We're, well,
0: because we we're going into Arizona. Yeah,
1: so we finally get there. We're amped. We walk up, and you can't even see the bottom of the Grand Canyon. The
0: smoke from the California fires had just blown into the canyon. You couldn't even see across all the way. It was very sad. We tried to make the best of it. We were there for, like, two days, and we ended up just calling it early. We are going to do all this hiking down into the actual canyon, and then we ended up just driving home and like hurricane force winds it was nuts but
1: yeah it was during all the big California fires but we did kind of make it up we got to do a cool airplane flight over the Grand Canyon with get your guide we booked that we were up in the air for like an hour and a half maybe so it did give us a cool taste of it
0: that was a rim though but we did do have a eye back in um when was that that was March 2019. And that's, that was really cool. That's not in Grand Canyon National Park per se. It's in the Grand Canyon, but it's on the Havasupai tribe, Tribal Lands. So Yeah, we would
1: love to do like a multi-day white water rafting tour down the Grand Canyon. Or, I want
0: to do the rim-to-rim, the well, backpacking trip, but it's really hard to get permits.
1: So the Grand Canyon might change in the future, but right now it's hard. Don't do it in September. Don't do it Don't in the recommend. summer. Yeah, it gets crazy. It's,
0: somebody just died actually. Yeah, I couldn't trip. believe that. But yeah, be careful when you're out in the desert adventuring in the summertime. Speaking of desert, we're going to get all into our Utah one. So we've been to all of them. So starting with Capitol Reef, that was our first one of our road trip that we did.
1: I feel like Capitol Reef is so interesting because unless you have a 4 by 4 vehicle, you Can't can't do much. Yeah, you can't get to the crazy stuff.
0: Although, I mean, some people have been going recently and been saying like, there's actually a ton of really cool gems out there. It's just very out of the way considering like the rest are over in like Moab area or over towards like Zion and Bryce. So, it's it's kind of the one that's a little out there, but it's also right next to. I thought it was a really cool state park, the Goblin Valley one.
1: Yeah, Goblin Valley is definitely a gem. If you guys are doing a Utah road trip, highly recommend stopping off there, especially if you have a sunrise or a sunset. It it's like mini Bryce Canyon. They look a little bit different. They're these They're cool, like hoodoos. Yeah, they they basically look just like hoodoos. They're just a little smaller and a little bit more mushroom toppy.
0: Mushroom toppy. That's like a good description. I, I of feel it. like that because yeah. the <laughs> bottoms are
1: definitely thinner than the top. But Capitol Reef itself was awesome. We got to go to the back end of it to the
0: Cathedral m- Valley. Yeah, that yeah. area
1: was stunning. You that was-
0: sorry not to talk over you again but the, the that was definitely the highlight but you need to be so careful when you're driving out there our forerunner caught air and <laughs> that was like <laughs> that's the only time that's ever happened but there is so much sand everywhere so even with 4x4 you got to be confident
1: yeah you just need a high clearance vehicle because it definitely gets very sandy especially during like the spring or the fall when there's a ton of people going out there there's some crazy tracks so just make sure you Go with another car. We went by ourselves, but we recommend going with another car just in case you get stuck or anything.
0: You don't have service out there. It's I think it's 17 miles from the road to get to the Temple of the Moon and the Sun. And you like all the rangers say you should be self sustained in the case of an emergency. So if you guys want to know more about any of these parks, by the way, we have a YouTube video on every single one of these with information like this. So as always, go check that out if you guys want more in-depth guides on each of these. But these are kind of just like the highlights for each of the ones that we've been to.
1: Next is Zion. Zion was uh, probably the second most popular national park in Utah. and
0: Really? I feel like it would be the top one. What I think, think that Arches, Arches is?
1: is way more popular than Zion, personally. I don't know.
0: I feel like both are pretty crowded.
1: Because you fly right into Moab area and True. then boom, you just go straight to Arches. But Zion's kind of like... Not out of the way, but it's out of the way.
0: I don't know, but we've been to Zion multiple times now. Both times, you get you can do a lot in that park because everything's fairly close together, which is really nice, and they have a good shuttle system. And if you bring bikes, which we highly recommend doing, uh, it's really easy to get around from hike to hike to hike. So I think highlight for this park would definitely be Angel's Landing. Some people would say the Narrows, but I would say Angel's Landing. But I now think you need a our, permit.
1: I think our experience with Angel's Landing was different because we'd wake up at the crack of dawn way before anyone else was out moving, ride our bikes because the shuttle's not going then, and you can't drive on the road to get to the trailhead. So we'd ride our bikes over there, get to the trailhead, hike up. We were on Angel's Landing all by ourselves. We saw the sun rose, sunrise up there. It was just such a cool experience compared to, I think, a lot of people hike up like midday or, at or at like 6
0: a.m. on the first shuttle goes but yeah it's still busy
1: it still gets insanely busy especially on the chains part like g said you definitely need a permit now it's a lottery system to be able to go all the way up to the top but you can still hike up to the most picturesque area in my opinion to see it and then That's like Scott's she was landing and then the narrows are really cool it's kind of a create your own adventure if you hike in half a mile to the narrows you're going to get be able to get the full experience but if you keep going a mile or a mile and a half deeper it's going to get crazier and crazier and you're going to see less and less people i almost want to do a canyoneering trip design because i think it'd be epic to go into the subway or come down off one of the big canyon walls of the narrows and then hike through it we've seen it a few times but we've never had the chance to do it
0: yeah, so that's that. And then next up, right next to Zion, we have Bryce Canyon. We actually only spent like a day here.
1: I would say a half pretty, a day. I was
0: going to say, it's a pretty small national park comparatively to all these other ones. But it's it's so beautiful. I would say for this one, the Navajo Loop Trail, definitely the move. The Navajo Loop Queens Garden Trail and then going up to the top to see Inspiration Point, Sunrise Point, and Sunset Point. They're all along like this little room trail. It's really cool. I would go in the morning for sure. I think we went in October of 20 No, September. We went in September of 2020 and we saw like barely any people there at sunrise. And so yeah, it was a really cool experience, but it does also like all these desert ones get so hot.
1: Bryce Canyon I think is really cool if you go for sunrise or sunset. Midday It can be cool, but I feel like it just gets so hot there and it can get pretty crowded. So we'd highly recommend at least spending a sunrise there. I think it's a really cool spot. If you go in for like astrophotography, you're going to look at the stars, you camp there, see the sunrise, and then you keep on going. I feel like with all these Utah parks, you either do Zion and Bryce or you do Canyonland and Arches, which are the next two that we're going to get into.
0: So these are right next to each other, which is really nice. So you can hit them in the same day. I think we did some stuff in each park on the same day. Canyonlands, highly, I didn't know much about, honestly. And then we went and we camped out, um, out there and it was beautiful. Like, first of all, one of the best places to see a dark sky area for Astro. And then just like the depths of these canyons out there blew me away. Same thing with arches. I feel like arches, the scale of these rock formations I was not expecting like I knew that there were arches and I was like "Oh, okay like you know I've seen some arches before but these things were massive
1: yeah I definitely think both these can be very very underrated it, they're both extremely popular but you don't realize how beautiful they are until you go like Canyonlands you can see all kinds of pictures of these crazy drops and these beautiful overlooks and these epic off-roading areas but then you don't realize it till you're there. You're like, dude, that is ridiculous. Seeing the sunset or sunrise at like Green River Overlook, hands down one of the most beautiful things that we did out there in our whole, in our whole Utah road trip. It was stunning. And then the Schaefer Trail was epic too. You can do this awesome off-roading trail. You can bike it or you can take your car down and then bike different pieces of it, but it takes you through all kinds of different districts. Canyonlands is built into three different districts, which I also thought was awesome because there's so much to see. You can easily spend like two to three days exploring each individual one with crazy views everywhere you go. Arches, I feel like it was just extremely hot when we were there. Like it was if 90 you, plus degrees. If you go, you cannot plan on doing any midday hiking. I would do everything during sunrise or sunset or visit during like the spring or fall time period because during the summer, it is miserably hot.
0: Even in the like late transitioning, we were in the shoulder season between summer and fall kind of.
1: We went in October and it was still hot, like insanely hot.
0: Yeah, it was, it was rough and we were trying to do multiple hikes in one day. But that being said, we still did them all, and it was fine. And there were not many people because it's so hot. But you just have to be very prepared to know your limits in that case. I would say for arches, you know, Delicate Arch is famous for a reason. That's why it's the Utah license plate. Delicate Arch was really cool. I really liked Double Arch and then the Windows Loop, too. Both of those had some really nice arches to We heard this crazy
1: thing the other day about arches and how much it is absolutely blown up, though. Like, this one person uh cole actually we went and visited where we went next out in bend oregon he was telling us about this book where just like 20 25 years ago you could visit arches there was no road going through it. It was all like just hiking trails it was it was there, but it wasn't really on a ton of people's road trip itineraries because it wasn't accessible now Arch is one of the most accessible areas it's almost like Yosemite everything is paved there's a ton of really nice hiking trails there's signs everywhere describing everything about it. I think it is very, very interesting how when things become more and more accessible, that's when they kind of get extremely busy. Now Arch is one of the busiest national parks in the entire U.S. Getting into one of our favorites in California is Death Valley. It's another place you don't really want to be during the summer. It gets insanely hot out there.
0: Yeah, it. people like lose tires all the time because the tires will melt and then blow out kind of thing. And, you know, it's just, it's called Death Valley for a reason.
1: There's just so much to see here. I think that when you're walking around the park, it is actually the biggest national park in the lower 48. It is insane to be able to go from one end of the park in these crazy dunes down into these slot canyons, up into Zabriskie Point to see these amazing rock formations, and then driving an hour and a half to the opposite side of the park to see the biggest dunes in California. It's just completely insane to be able to walk around this place and see the diversity in landscapes, diversity in weather, it has the lowest point. In the U.S. and I've actually done a hike where you start down there, Badwater Basin, and you hike all the way up to Telescope Peak, which is above 10,000 feet. So you go up like 10,000 feet in one day. It's just insane to me that all of this is in one national park. You can't name one other national park where you're gonna go from the lowest point in the U.S. like that, all the way up to where you can see the highest point in the U.S. in one day. It's just completely insane.
0: Well, and just the diversity, like you were saying, like. That you can go from salt flats to sand dunes to like these crazy overlooks in a short drive. Nuts in slot canyons like there's literally so much to do. Um
1: Next up is going to be Lassen. Lassen National Park is way up in Northern California. We unfortunately only got to visit here during the winter. We need to make another trip back up there during the summer because there is so much to do. Or there was a-
0: so much to do because it got burned to a crisp last year or two years ago.
1: That is true.
0: But it's it's similar to... um. I would say, honestly, when we went up to Bend, Oregon, it reminded me a lot of Lassen, like a ton of volcanic crater areas and lots of uh, like waterfalls nearby and lush forests and all that kind of stuff. The one thing that we did do that we really enjoyed was we snowshoed around Manzanita Lake. That's what it was called, right? Yeah. Manzanita Lake. and it was really fun we got there right at sunset and we actually mobbed there from yosemite in the same day which was a crazy like six hour drive
1: it was a long day but (laughs) g is a madman on the road don't
0: tell him that (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but we got to see the sunset and you get this crazy red like alpine glow right on mount lassen behind the lake so we'd highly recommend going over there for sunset time but that's the one thing you can do in the winter. Unfortunately, there are a lot of road closures when you're there for the winter because they get a ton of snow. So you just kind of have to keep your eye out on those road conditions and everything. But I know for a lot of people that are peers that have gone there during the spring, bump. I think it's called Bumpus Hell, right? Yeah, bump. I don't know if I'm saying that right, you guys. Bumpus Hell. It's a ton of like geothermal vent areas that looks kind of like Yellowstone, if you've been to Yellowstone. Uh, and... Another one is like hiking up the the like cinder cone volcano looking thing. So definitely recommend checking out. We still have to do that. So
1: lots of things to do in Lassen. It is a huge national park as well. And then coming back down to not Southern California, but Central California is Channel Islands National Park. Southern
0: California. That's next to us, you guys. This is the closest national park to us. And you basically, it's hard to reach because you have to take a boat out there. So you can go to, I would say the two most popular islands of the Channel Islands to camp or recreate on are either Anacapa or Santa Cruz. But it's, it's difficult because you have to plan your trip. You need to get a ferry ticket and make sure there's enough room on the ferry. And then you have to get either like a camping reservation or like a kayak or whatever you're trying to do. So you kind of have to balance a few things and make sure all the dates and your activities match up. So we've only been able to get permits to camp on Kappa before. Santa Cruz is the most popular one and it's usually re- uh, known as the most beautiful one as well. So we, we can't speak for Santa Cruz. We're trying to go to Santa Cruz still um but we did spend a few nights a full weekend on Anna Kappa you guys and this was like back in April of 2021 this was a wild experience. It
1: was ridiculous. We I don't could, think
0: I'd camp there ever I again. feel
1: like we could do a whole episode on our experience just hanging out at Channel Islands National Park <laughs> on Anacapa. So let me <laughs> preface this. We were stoked, man. We we got campsites. There were only going to be four people on the island. It was great looking weather. Like everything was lining up. So we hop on the boat. We're on our way out there. Drop off. Everyone at Santa Cruz Island. We keep cruising over to Anacapa. And our pot, pi- our captain looks at us and said, "Hey, do you guys bring earplugs?" And We were like, "What? Why would we bring earplugs?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's seagull bird nesting season. There's going to be about ten thousand or more seagulls." And I'm like, "Ah, you're funny." And he was, he was not, he was underestimating at ten thousand seagulls. We went on this island, and I've never seen so many seagulls in my life. Imagine the most seagulls you've ever seen on Finding Nemo at one point, and multiply that. By a thousand, there was everywhere you looked. Every, I would say, every six inches, there was another seagull. They were breeding, they were chirping, they were barking at us, they were pooping all over. It was just insane. It was the most seagulls I have ever seen. And apparently, we found this fact out that if Anacapa did not exist and that area was not a seagull breeding area, then there would be no seagulls in California. I'm like, what are we doing here? To put it
0: in perspective, like we were camping. Like, we were tiny ants on this island compared to this massive horde of thousands of seagulls. So, don't go during seagull breeding season. Lesson learned. Yeah. (laughs) We heard
1: that the best time to go is, depending on what you want to do, but, like, May and July apparently have amazing weather. And depending on... October, right? Yeah. May and July and then October. Just because there's usually a little rain that comes in, you get these beautiful wildflowers if you can time it right, and the weather is just stunning. So we definitely still have to make it out to santa cruz but there's so much to do on each island depending on if you can get permits for we this is not part of the channel islands but we also did a backpacking trip out on catalina island so if you're looking for a little bit more of the backpacking the trans catalina trail is an awesome trail it is also one of the hardest trails that we've done because you do some serious elevation changes the island's not very tall it's only about 2,000 feet tall at the highest point But let me tell you, you go from Z-level up to 2,000 feet far too many times on that trail. You you can
0: also do a very similar trail. Our friend who did the TCT with us also went backpacking on Santa Cruz, and she said the scenery is super similar. So if for some reason you can't get permits to go backpacking on Santa Cruz Island in the Channel Islands, then Catalina is a good backup. But like we said, that one's not technically in the national park, even though it is a Channel Island.
1: All right, so as you can tell, we talked about that one for a while because we live right next to it. We've seen it quite a few times growing up. Kings Canyon National Park is the next one, and you can almost combine Kings Canyon and Sequoia because they're basically a five-minute drive. They're connected, but Kings Canyon is this amazing canyon. I think it's probably one of the most underrated national parks. Because it doesn't get too many visitors.
0: It's like Little Yosemite is what we call it.
1: Yeah, it has these insane rock domes. It has crazy drops throughout the entire area. Beautiful green pastures. It has waterfalls. Tons and tons of bears. We were actually doing a backpacking trip where you start in Kings Canyon and hike out, and we got roared at by a bear. It was
0: terrifying. Like, it sent like chills through my body. You couldn't even see the bear, but you could just hear it, and you knew it was nearby on the trail.
1: Like, we had just talked to people, and they said, Oh, yeah, there's some bears up up at the, the, because there's three different camps that you can camp at. They said, There's bears at camp three. Don't go up there. Stop at camp two and camp there, and not Five minutes after we talked to them, we're hiking, and out, we, we're, we like, maybe a foot away from this massive bush. And it comes directly out of the bush, just this loud roar. We but, were the, like,
0: but the bear wasn't in there. Like, we weren't... we are not it stupid. Could have been. We're not stupid, and we're not next to this bear. But it sounded like it was next to us, because we were the only people there. I mean, like, we had tons of people at the campsite, but, like, while we were hiking up there, super scary. And we can't carry bear spray in Kings Canyon National Park. Fun fact. So... Uh, We had a little bear bell, which everyone in the outdoorsy world calls bear bells like dinner bells because they don't do jack for you if you were to actually encounter a bear. So
1: it was just crazy to be able to be that close because we've seen tons of bears, and especially out backpacking or just in Yosemite walking around. But we've never had one roar at us. So that was that was an experience. I don't
0: think it was like at us. I think it was roaring at something and we just heard it. Like I, I don't know. I'm Steven's being dramatic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kings Canyon is really cool. We went up to this waterfall along the way. So we were hiking part of the Ray Lakes Loop, but only the first like quarter. And what's the, I don't even remember what the waterfall was called. Do you remember?
1: I do not remember. There's but a few waterfalls. It's a very
0: famous waterfall that you can hike to as a day hike. I think it's about six miles round trip. Really beautiful, worth worth stopping at. Um, otherwise, there's a gorgeous meadow down at Road's End. You should definitely do that loop if you're visiting. And then stop at some of the waterfalls along the, it's not the General's Highway because that's Sequoia, but along like the King's Canyon scenic route to get down into the canyon. Lots of stops where you're just going to be pulling off, getting out. Exploring, coming back, doing the same thing. Lots and lots of stuff to do.
1: Yeah, I think if you were going to do any type of day hiking or you wanted some crazy views, I would highly recommend checking out Kings Canyon if you're in love with Yosemite. All right, next up, let's get into Sequoias, the biggest trees in the world, which is Widest awesome. trees. I mean, at biggest by volume, because there are wider true. trees. This is it, true. it is just the biggest by volume. There's taller trees, Actually, there, there are woods. older trees, there are wider trees. But there are not bigger trees, which I think is super interesting. How how definite do you want to get? It's like if someone was, uh, I don't know, I'm talking male waist. But let's take if someone's like a 50-inch 50, 50 male waist and they have the biggest male waist in the world. But there's another person who has a 42-inch male waist, but they they weigh more. I mean, I guess that's how you would I describe the sequoias anyway they are but <laughs> that <laughs> they're was a huge. weird enough. they're massive
0: they, it takes like 50 people holding hands to wrap yourself around one of the most massive sequoia trees like it is crazy
1: and our favorite time to visit at least mine is the winter what about 100% you
0: 100 in the winter
1: it is magical
0: it's like a winter wonderland you do have to watch out for road closures
1: and you have to time it correctly when we drove up we've had two different winter experiences here one we were working for a company when we went out there and shooting for them and we drove up we were all excited on the website it said the road was open and we ended up waiting at the gate for two and a half hours there were all these different like national park officers and certain and um people that were that work in the national park and they just Kind of sat there. They were looking at their clock. Like the road was completely open. I don't know what they were waiting for. But finally when they opened, we had like fresh tracks. We snowshoed all the way out to the Congress loop and did the Senate and did the Congress and did the full Congress trail out to McKinley. It was absolutely stunning. So if you can visit and time it correctly, try and get there for the first snow of the year. That is like the best time to be in Sequoias National Park. During the spring and summer, it is also stunning tons of backpacking out there morrow rock is one of the best sunrise and sunset points in the entire park so we would highly recommend adding that to your list do you have anything to add i feel like sequoias is is not a huge park but it it's pretty but there's big there's a
0: lot to do i would say it's got big trees. sequoia and king's canyon are two of those parks that there's a lot to do in the backcountry of the national park so if you're into backpacking those are two really great parks for you because they not only have like a ton of greenery and beautiful forests, but there's lots of waterfalls, lots of glacial lakes, uh, huge mountain ranges, and so that's that's what I would say if you're into the backcountry, those are two good options.
1: All right, next up is Joshua Tree. Now this is this is where people tend to get heated.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about our favorites. And oh, those you're, favorites you're later. not wrong. Don't get away. <laughs> um, yeah, Joshua Tree is in the middle of the desert. It's probably the closest one to Los Angeles, I think unless you want to count Channel Islands because it depends which where you vary out of however uh, Joshua tree it, it's an interesting national park because it's mostly flat you're in the middle of the desert and they it's like a mecca for rock climbers but you'll notice a lot of the people going to Joshua Tree are not rock climbers they're
1: all from LA they're all the LA
0: people coming up and and just like having photo shoots all day
1: I but think that Joshua Tree can be a beautiful area if you go for a day like in one day you can cover all the highlights see a sunrise out there next to all the Joshua Trees. Go to a couple of the rocks. Go to Skull Rock. Go to the crazy. Go, go to
0: Skull Rock. Oh my gosh, we never stop at Skull Rock. It's the most touristy thing to do. <laughs> uh, do not listen to him. It's so touristy and under or overrated.
1: Skull Rock. It, I feel like it has it has character. If you've never We've been never there. stopped
0: there, you guys, because I personally think it's stupid. <laughs> I would go to Arch Rock instead. Go to Arch Rock and shoot astrophotography at Arch Rock really cool spot
1: the stars are are the best part about josh tree in my opinion it is the night sky there because there's no massive mountains next to you is just unreal
0: and then i would definitely go to the toya cactus garden for either sunset or sunrise the way that the golden light hits these beautiful cacti, it's it's gorgeous, guys. But you got to stay on the trail over there because there's a lot of people that will get choya needles stuck in them, and they hurt. We've they, never been stabbed. When you
1: walk people. up to the trail, they literally have a toolbox there. With pliers. <laughs> it's Yeah, with pliers. It's like, bro, I've never had to pull one of those out of me, but I can't even imagine. Apparently, they're one of the most painful most painful thorns you can get stuck by
0: there was one person who actually got stuck by when we were going out of them last time we were there but we didn't stick around to see it then get it taken out so uh yeah be very careful there, but yeah joshua tree is really cool if you're into rocks
1: and i feel and like trees. joshua trees not twin brother maybe like a once removed cousin perhaps cousin is pinnacles national park pinnacles national park Exactly like G was saying, it's very similar in the rock formations. They have these stunning pinnacles or massive rocks that shoot out from the ground. And there's actually quite a bit to do there. It's another rock climbing mecca. There are these pretty cool caves you can go down in and check out all these different areas and these massive caverns. You can also go and hike up to some of the tallest peaks and see a huge area of the California condors, which is probably one of the most popular things to do out there if you're into bird watching or if you just like big old birds. There's a there's a lot to do out there depending on when you go cuz this is another area in the desert. It gets very very hot.
0: Yeah, the wildlife is definitely one of the things you go out there for, but I really liked the Bear Gulch hike. It takes you up kind of next to the caves that are really famous. They, the caves are actually closed when we went because of COVID, but I think they're open now. I'm not 100% positive. And it takes you up to this reservoir, and you get the reflection off of all these pinnacles into the water. So it's really beautiful. We spent a full day. I think we hiked 18 miles that day. I think we hiked every trail in the park. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. We did a <laughs> it's lot. It's a small park.
1: It has an awesome hike, though, that almost reminded us of Angel's Landing, you have to go up these, like, railings. There's huge... Chain section, there, Yeah, there's yeah. chain sections. There's these huge drop-offs on both sides. And this is the section that is up at the very top of Pinnacles National Park, one of our favorite areas to see sunset. It was a stunning, stunning view from up there.
0: And with that, we're going to get into our last two national parks that we've been to, which are the Redwoods and Yosemite. The so. Redwoods
1: are... It's interesting because it's just a bunch of state parks. It's
0: redwood singular, redwood national and state parks combined. Yeah,
1: it's 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 interesting to me. It's like if you took all of the, I mean, if you've ever been to California, every single beach here is a state park. Basically, is how it works. That's why it's California. That's why California has the most state parks in the U.S. We have a ridiculous amount, but that's what they did up with the redwoods. They took any redwood in this area. Put it as a state park and put it all together. But the interesting part about it is the part that is actually called the National Park, in my opinion, is the worst part of the Redwoods. I feel like <laughs> if you go to Jedediah State Park, that is one of the most stunning areas to visit.
0: And Prairie Creek State Park was also really cool. Yeah,
1: those were, those were our two favorites. But the part that was actually labeled Redwoods National Park had a few things to do but we did this one hike and we were like what what are we doing on this what it was like a little
0: tor- the the thing about the national park hiking there versus the state parks is the national park just had a lot more tourists and a lot more developed boardwalks and signs and stuff which it made it feel more like a theme park whereas in the state parks you got really like into the nature area I would say but yeah super cool would definitely recommend doing I think it's called the the boy scout
1: Tree yeah, the trail? Boy Scout Tree Trail and the Big Trees Trail. Which you actually need a permit for. So make sure you apply for that. It is a very sensitive area. You have to drive through a gate. But the, Put in bo- the code. yeah, but the Boy Scout Tree Trail was you don't need a gate. You don't. There's no code or anything. You don't need a permit for it. Probably some of our favorite trees we've 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 ever seen. They are stunning. It is. It's not a rainforest, but it's one of the most beautiful forest that we've been into tons of greenery the it does the, rain a lot the though. <laughs> floor yeah it rained on us the whole time we have a we have really bad luck when we go to these places yosemite let's go th- really fast yosemite been rained on redwoods got rained on pinnacles no, did not we get okay. rained on josh retreat we got rained on when we were rock climbing sequoias got snowed on king's canyon no no rain or snow we had good luck there channel island we had a bear channel islands also no 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 wait we did get rained on on channel islands remember those cool lighthouse photos lassen we did get rained on the drive up no
0: lassen was snow
1: (laughs) death valley didn't get anything although we heard death valley with rain is phenomenal because you get like the cool reflections off the off the salt flats arches no rain just hot
0: none of these none of these southwestern ones we got rain then we go down to olympic yes obviously got rain i
1: think we can the minutes per day that we did not get rained on in olympic were far far less than the minutes we did get rained on i feel like in hawaii or like most national park i'm sorry most most forest or um what am i trying to say most rainforest rain constantly off and on but it's not like a Heavy it just rain. heavy rains all day. It's just so moist where you can't... Is it misting on me? Is it raining? I, are the trees just dripping on me? I can't, I can't it's tell. It's like humidity almost. Exactly. That's kind of what the redwoods were like. We went in December slash January, so it was winter time frame. If you go during the summer, it does get very, very hot there. So make sure you check the weather before you head out. And checking the weather is also very important when you head to Yosemite National Park I think we've been to Yosemite more times than all of these combined, almost.
0: Probably. We've been going to Yosemite since 2019 together and it's
1: very close to us first off yeah
0: it's like a three four hour drive it's really not bad so it's pretty close to us and we've tried to go in every season we haven't gotten or we haven't seen fall colors there that's the only thing we haven't seen there but we do know the most about this park to be fair
1: yeah and yosemite is great just because it's massive there's like so much to do depending on what you want if you want to be in the river and have like a camping trip there's an awesome river called the merced river you can just chill at the beach crack some brewskis, hang out with the family. If you're into hiking, there's short hikes to phenomenal views like the Mist Trail. There's hard hikes up to insane views like the Four Mile Trail. There's backpacking trips into the Yosemite backcountry. There's world-class rock climbing. If you guys have ever seen Free Solo, go check it out with Alex Honnold. One of the most insane movies. It's going to make you sweat, I warn, but it's a great movie. And Yosemite just has so much history. I feel like that kind of carved the way for national parks in California.
0: Yeah, so we we definitely recommend if you haven't been to Yosemite, this is one that you definitely want to put on your list. Speaking of lists, we should get into our top five and our least favorite five out of all. all right. of these. All right,
1: should we start with the with our? I feel like we should start from the bottom, like our least favorite five out of all of these. Okay. All right, so my. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go okay, first? Okay,
0: I kind of cheated when oh, I made boy. my list because I've been to two more national parks since Stephen. I've also been to Everglades and I've been to Virgin Island National Parks. And so just keep not, that in mind. Just you did keep that not in mind. Hold on. I did. Wait, that
1: is cheating.
0: But it's for a reason. Okay. <laughs> on the count of three, we're gonna say our least favorite. All right. Ready? One, two, three, Everglades. Joshua
1: Tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? why are why is Everglades your least favorite?
0: Okay, honestly, so I went back here, I think in like twenty seventeen with my family and everglades
1: is the one in florida yeah
0: it's in florida and it's the one with all the the gators and (laughs) uh i just i don't know first of all florida is florida sorry if you live in florida but i just don't really like florida
1: I, i i think florida's got a lot of character
0: i hate the humidity i hate the bugs i just the florida keys awesome loved the keys but like miami orlando florida no did not enjoy so everglades I just, I there's not much to do besides you're going around a swamp on a boat. Um, You see wildlife. Did you see Shrek? That's it. Did I see Shrek? <laughs> Get out in me swamp. Uh, yeah. There just, it wasn't a lot to do. Not a lot of variety that you see at some of these other national parks. And it's just kind of smelly. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I said Joshua Tree is my least favorite just because... Whenever I go there, I feel like it attracts like the cr- the crowd around there comparatively to what is there. It just kind of turns me off. Every time I go, we camp outside of Joshua Tree in this. It's almost like an old. Um, it's
0: BLM area. Yeah, it's
1: a BLM land. It's just an old lake, dried up lake. And there's fireworks going off. There's people that are drinking way too much. There's like crazy parties going on everywhere. It's not
0: nature people. Yeah,
1: dude. it's just not city the,
0: people going to nature. It's not like.
1: Everyone's camping, we have a little fire, we're enjoying, we meet a couple other people that are like-minded, that hang out, doing van life, I feel like it's a very different type of adventure squad, and then the things to do there, Sunrise and Sunset are gorgeous, but Sunrise and Sunset there, compared to any of these other national parks, I think it definitely loses there, it's a cool spot, and then rock climbing is basically, if I was going to try and be busy the whole day, I either walk in the desert to go see different Joshua Trees, or I go rock climbing. Those are basically the two things that you can do there. So it has it has a lot of history.
0: And we're climbers. It's like, a, that's yeah. where I learned how to lead climb. It's
1: a great town. Like Joshua Tree itself is a cool town. I feel like it's becoming more of a trendy LA spot rather than a beautiful, nature-esque national park. I just feel like that's the direction it's going.
0: All right, next one. Are you Number ready? Number four. One, two, three, Lassen. Joshua
1: Tree. Oh, wow. So we switched, Joshua. Oh, okay, but you cheated. No, but I cheated. You put Everglades. All right. I said Lassen. I think mostly because of our experience there. It was cool, but there weren't any insane mountains. I'm a big mountain guy. I like big peaks, and I do not lie. I like how <laughs> tall they are. I like hiking them. I like standing on top of these peaks. And Lassen was okay, but I had a lake, had some mountains. I had a lot of trees. I think the areas around Lassen, like Hart... Heart Lake, and a couple of the waterfalls, like Bernie Falls, were stunning. And if those were a part of Lassen National Park, I think it might change my mind. But I think just because there's not as much to do there, kind of, and we went during winter, I'm that saying, could be a reason. I think we reason. have to go
0: back in the spring.
1: It's got to redeem itself.
0: Joshua Tree, for me, same thing as Steven said. Just like I think if we were just talking climbing, obviously it would be at the top of my list. But we're not just talking climbing. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I ranked it pretty low.
1: All right. Are we doing number third least third. Or, or we're doing like worst like <laughs> worst fit. okay so this yeah. is it's getting better now so next up you ready one, one two new, three. three volcanoes pinnacles. oh pinnacles wow okay okay why do you think pinnacles
0: um well
1: we didn't plan just, this out by the way yeah, we we, was... we wrote our list individually giselle would not show me her list so you're getting you're getting first time reactions here
0: pinnacles i think it was really cool was just really small you like, you like you can do it like the big old birds I liked the condors. It's just like, once again, if we're comparing these all to each other, you could do everything in a day and that's it. I feel like when you're even just looking at California parks alone, like I feel like there's more to do there than Joshua Tree, but there's still more to do everywhere else. I think
1: the Pinnacle should be a state park personally. I I think think it it, was. I think 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 it was before. I think it'd be a great state park.
0: It would be like a very exceptional state park. But I think since it's a national park, it's just <laughs> a little bit lower. And, and yeah, like like we said, guys, these are just our opinions. Please don't be offended if you really love these parks. It's like
1: those amateur baseball players that get thrown into the pro baseball players and then just don't perform It's like as well. the
0: little fish in the big pond when it could have been a big fish in a little pond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly.
1: All right. Well, volcanoes for me... It was okay. It's just a big pile of rocks. I don't know. I, if I if I go to Iceland and see that volcano, and then go to Guatemala see that volcano, and then go to Volcanoes National Park, and see this little steamy thing, I think if I went there, during. When all the crazy lava flows are happening, and you can walk up directly to them,
0: you can't I, walk directly yeah, up to them because it's a national park.
1: I think the volcanoes is just a little bit r- over restricted. Maybe is that well? The, it's in good my opinion? because
0: okay, if you're if you're talking about it though, and you're not. I know there's different kinds of volcanoes. I think Volcanoes National Park was a shield volcano. Yeah. It's different than the one in Guatemala and it's different than the one in Iceland. So you have different restrictions and whatnot. I feel like in Iceland and Guatemala, you can get really close to these volcanoes, whereas in National Park in a USA territory uh, i mean they,
1: you start pulling out selfie sticks they're gonna push the line back where you can w- watch the stuff there's from further literally further.
0: there's a line where you can take pictures and it says please limit your picture taking to like 10 minutes yeah, per person th- that's what
1: i mean by like it's just too restrictive i mean there's a cool lava cave you can walk through there's a bunch of different trails but these trails basically just walk you to the bottom of the crater and you can walk around walk along look at the volcanic rock but I don't know. There's just I need to
0: climb back out. Exactly, it's a, it's a hefty I th- climb. I
1: think I think that would be better as a state park, unless they unless if, the if you go is yeah unless time. you go at the correct time. If you do visit, visit volcanoes, I think you should go at night. We visited during the day, which I think took a little bit away from our experience there. Still a cool national park. I would recommend visiting if you're on the Big Island. Just was not one of my favorites compared to these other seventeen.
0: All right, ready for the next one.
1: All right, we're on number number two.
0: Uh, well, I guess if you're counting back, this but is I guess kind this of is number this is our four. fourth okay. least favorite. Okay, right. one, two, three, Pinnacles. Lassen. Oh, so, so we we're, we're switching these. Okay,
1: yeah. what? Why? Why Lassen? Do you like it more than Pinnacles?
0: I feel like if we went during the spring, we could have done more at Lassen than Pinnacles. Okay. Also, I really liked the the lake and everything, I think it would be perfect like summer destination, but I just don't have that experience. So and we're, heading we're back just up. going, we're, yeah. go, we're heading
1: back up to Mount Shasta during summer. So maybe we'll take a little, little
0: it's going to be right next to it. So we, we should, but yeah, I think I'd rank Lassen above pinnacles just because the variety. And also, um, even though we only went there in the winter, I still think it looked like a winter winter wonderland, And it has a lot more, yeah, I guess the way I rank things is just like by things to do in variety versus like a particular aspect of the park, you know? Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, I said pinnacles for basically the reasons that I said. I said like it could have been a national park, but, or it could have been a state park, but they made it a national park. So it's cool. It's cool. All
0: right, last one.
1: All right, here we go. Fifth. Best, Best, least worst. <laughs> Fifth least <laughs> favorite.
0: Fifth least favorite. So this would be n- number one out of. Five for our least favorite. Okay.
1: Three, two, one. Channel islands. Oh man! So we had like almost we, the same ones. They're just different out of order. order. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I feel like that's pretty consistent with what we enjoy. Though. Did you
1: agree with what I was saying about volcanoes, or did you totally. have anything else?
0: I think, like, if you're comparing, let's say, the two Hawaiian ones back to back, Haleakala kills volcanoes and things to do. Very true. And then, and and in terms of variety of landscape, you get like Haleakala has. Uh, waterfalls it has a forest it has these insane rims and craters and the sunrise above the clouds whereas volcanoes it's just kind of like oh there's a little baby eruption yeah you very know? true but otherwise i agree with everything you said well tell me about channel islands Why channel, channel I, it was
1: islands? just the all the, oh, the seagulls man there's a lot of seagulls out there I, g and i are both working on getting our diving certification which when we have more time we'll we'll finish it up but that I think will add a lot to Channel Islands National Park for both of us. Cause you can see a lot of stuff under underwater. the water. And I think that's part of the experience when you go to Channel Islands National Park when we've only been able to do a lot of the stuff above land, like hiking, seeing the sunrises, sunsets, well, any we of the cool trails. Too. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I definitely
0: The water was our favorite part, I think, going out there because it's so clear and the snorkeling and the um, kayaking that we did out there was beautiful. I think that will go up the list when we do Santa Cruz.
1: Yeah, totally. All okay, right. So should those we were to...
0: our, those were our bottom 5. So we had I had Everglades at the bottom, Stephen had Joshua Tree at the bottom. Now, let's go our top 5.
1: All right. And but we're going to start at a number backwards. 5. Okay. Yeah.
0: We're sorry guys, this orders all over the place. <laughs> um so coming up 5th out of all the national parks we went to. So out of out of these 18. Are you ready? All right.
1: One, one two, two, three. three. Olympic. Zion. Really? Olympic.
0: Okay. I I, I feel like Olympic took it by surprise for me. I didn't have high expectations. And even though we had shit weather, which, you like know. Like we had the per- worst weather, guys. It was really bad weather. I loved the Ho Rainforest. And I loved just like the vibe of the PNW. That's the only national park we've done in the PNW. Uh, we're doing a whole one where we're going to hit the rest of them later this year. So I'm curious if my opinion will change after we hit like Rainier and, and Crater Lake and what's the other one? I don't remember. remember.
1: No, North Cascades. And
0: North Cascades. I've heard Ever- a lot of good things about North Cascades. Yeah. So I'm really excited to hit the rest of the PNW, but that was our first time in Washington and it just blew me away. I really liked the whole Olympic Peninsula and like all the beaches were beautiful, all the forests, the diversity in landscapes and wildlife. Like there was just a lot to do because it was a really big park. And you even have mountains there, like with Mount Storm King and that whole mountain range. So I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I would I would totally agree with a lot of what you said. I I picked a Zion just because there's so much to do. There's rock climbing you can do. There's world-class rock climbing actually. You can go canyoneering down the narrows and you can do these amazing hikes. I think that Zion has a lot of Really, really cool compositions photo-wise from different viewpoints. You can go to Canyon Overlook. You can go to Valley Overlook. You can go to Bridge Overlook area. You can ride your bikes there. There's just so much to do in Zion. So I think that would be my my fifth best one. I'm
0: surprised you didn't rank that higher, honestly. Okay, number four. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Sequoias. Death Valley.
1: Sequoias, okay. Really?
0: Okay, this is what surprises me. So I said Sequoias, but there's a caveat. I'd say Sequoias in the winter. Like it okay. has to be in the winter. I liked it in the springtime, but I think there are better ones if you're looking at seasonally. Like walking around
1: when the snow is falling and the snow contract Like the, the trees are red in the squares. They're gorgeous without the snow. But with the snow, I don't know. It it's just, magical. It you makes have it to like go. snow white. Like bring you know.
0: snowshoes and go just like wander around the forest. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: It definitely ever that was probably one of our most viral TikToks actually and most viral reels. Everyone said that it'll look like Attack on Titan, which I thought was very interesting. I picked the Death Valley just because it's so big. I, I'm a big dune guy. The dunes out there are fabulous. Golden light, sunset or sunrise. Don't go out midday. But I think we should bring a little sandboard next time we go out that there. Could that be could fun. be fun. And artist palette. All anyway, right. getting into number, number three, three was Se-
0: Ah, you Sequoia's. started. <laughs> we didn't count. Mine was Zion.
1: Okay, so we, we flip-flopped a few of these. I, I thought the same thing with you at the Sequoias. I rated it at number three because every time we've gone there, it's just been – I have never left and been like, dude, that was, that was not absurd. It, it, every time we go, my jaw just drops. And I feel like there's – every time we've gone, we've gone to different locations during the winter and during the summer too and just had completely different experiences.
0: I said Zion above Sequoias in Olympic because – I feel like every time I leave Zion, I'm like, wow, that was, like, such a fun trip. I want to go back. And I only get that a handful of times. Like, I, I would totally go back to Olympic and Sequoias. But Zion, I'm like, I know I'm going to have a good time no matter which season I go. And it's just, like, biking around. There is no bad view in yeah, Zion. it's insane. No bad view. There's a ton of things to do. Like, you could do – you could spend a week there and probably do something different every single day, so – yeah, and that's why I ranked that above that. Okay, top two. Oh,
1: boy. It's getting close here. Ready?
0: One, two, three. Death Olympic.
1: Valley. Wow, so you you put Death Valley up there. We've I'm ranked the
0: same parks, though, just, just out of different, order. That's funny. Different.
1: I like the Olympic a lot because of the, I think the sounds and nature in Olympic, like, destroy all the other ones i mean we just came so from for sounds That's yeah i mean we just were out in mississippi and the sounds of the guys we saw fireflies for the first time i was like i a, think
0: we could do a whole episode <laughs> on mississippi mississippi
1: is a yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk about See that, that in the future podcast anyway the i think that the sounds there between all the different birds and different bugs and the water flowing through and the rain when it was happening i felt like it, it could have been asmr for like for Netflix, it was it was incredible to listen to. Plus, I feel like the greens there.
0: Oh my gosh, are they don't just, look real. It's your, stupid. Your eyes are like trying to fi- figure out if the saturation is I, yeah, on the one hundred slider. You know, I had to
1: desaturate my videos there. It was ridiculous. I mean, you you look around and it, I understand why that area is so sought after now and it is true it's a it's one of the only it's the biggest rainforest in the u.s and rightfully so it is a massive area and we definitely want to go back there this summer when we're road tripping through the pnw
0: all right number one this is our top favorite national park ready
1: one two three somebody yes, yes, i, I mean... knew we would <laughs> say
0: that it's just that's why we keep going back because we love going there and we have such different experiences every single time we go back Whether it's from the squad we bring or the season we go or if we're camping versus backpacking versus just day hiking.
1: Do you have a favorite memory in Yosemite? My favorite is always, so there's this one area in Yosemite called Taft Point. And if you haven't been there, you got to go. Right now, the road is actually closed, unfortunately, until next year. So we didn't get to do our big May. Usually every May, we do this big Yosemite trip. But you drive up this huge road up to Glacier Point area, you camp like a mile and a half hike out and it's became a very popular spot mostly because of instagram
0: i would say because of pinterest because everyone and their mother wants their wedding photos done there (laughs) i mean
1: rightfully so but anyway we there's this edge and you can sit at the edge and look down and it's like a 2,000 foot drop it's not
0: for the faint of heart yeah it's insane It,
1: it makes my buddy chris's hands sweat anytime he does it anyway we hang our feet over so they're dangling and we lay back and just look directly up at the sky Normally we have like a Sierra Nevada or some some type of drink in our hand and then we play Camp. If you if after this episode of Spot, after this episode if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, go go to your search, look up Strawberries by Camp. Just close your eyes and play it. I, you you will not be disappointed. It's one of my all-time favorite songs and listen it up there phenomenal another song if you're just it, we should make a road trip playlist we've had a couple
0: i had a, had road a trip playlist but i
1: mean that we like <laughs> share with everyone because we've had a few requests for that now you should look up uh devil like me by rainbow kitten surprise usually both those songs we play back to back with the feet dangling 2000 feet above a ridiculous drop in yosemite as the sun's setting come on that that should be in a movie it, also
0: just like yosemite views are on a whole nother level
1: it's stupid you Bottom, can't compare them yeah. to any, that's
0: why it ranks number one that's the only national park we agreed on you guys out of our top five and our least favorite five but is, i feel like we nailed that on the head of like what we both i guess this is why we're dating because we both prefer the same things but uh all the, all the middle tier utah parks and uh middle tier california parks
1: i mean there's i'm impressed
0: that we we nailed we had the same five for the most part in both
1: i think national parks are a great center for a destination but i think when you're planning your trips to all these national parks you need to have an open mind and look at the hidden gems outside of it i mean every single one of these i think could be ranked different if we tied in like two or three locations directly next to it.
0: Like Bryce Canyon, if you tied in Grand Staircase-Escalante, dude, there's so much to do there. Same thing with like Moab, there's so much BLM and like uh, recreational areas that aren't National Park where you can just go off and see the craziest stuff. And honestly, I prefer it that way because mm -hmm. the second that something becomes a National Park, it becomes Disneyland.
1: Yeah, it, it's sad, but it's very true. I mean, I understand what the national parks are doing. There's no drones. It's preservation.
0: They, it's conservation. Yeah, it's they, awesome. They
1: make the roads better. They make all the trails very maintainable. But it just brings so many people that I don't know. Like, look at Yosemite for instance. Look what look what has happened there. It's still one of our favorite places to go. But you can't you can't get a camp spot. It's impossible unless you have 15 people all sitting on trying to reserve a spot for. Any random Monday through Thursday, even, it, you, you're just not going to be able to get it. It's just insane to, to see how popular these parks have gotten. And especially after COVID, they've all exploded.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone had cabin fever for a while. And so everyone's trying to get outdoors. And of course, the national parks are a great spot to do it. So... That's that's basically it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our little back and forth banter for a little bit.
1: And if we promise, we're going to visit Yellowstone. We'll visit Glacier. We're going to Alaska. Grand Tetons, Alaskas. Yeah, we're going to visit all of these. We just haven't done it yet. So I we, think
0: we'll regroup and do another episode.
1: For season two.
0: For season two. Yeah. Maybe end of season two when we hit more.
1: Yes. And let me, let me check really fast. I think we only have one more episode. Um... Just so we can remind them. Um, Last week was 13. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And reminder, we only have one last episode of Unfiltered Adventures where we take a break for summer and then we'll be back with season two. If you guys love it so much, thank you again for all the support. We got some great feedback on our last podcast with our what it's really like to be a content creator in 2022. And same thing, if you want to find one way that you can support this podcast, sharing it on your instagram sharing it on facebook sending a quick text and sharing it with a friend even if you share it with one other person that is the best way you can support us and help us out thank you for listening to this episode of unfiltered adventures and we will see you back next week for our last episode of season one woohoo it's been super fun for us and we hope you guys have thought the same